Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Monday after a weekend in which there was no Premier League football because of the death of Queen Elizabeth. So, what is there to really talk about? Well, Liverpool play Ajax tomorrow night at home in the Champions League. And they will look to finally get their Champions League campaign underway after the embarrassment suffered in Naples last week. Now, there will be a scouted for that. It's going to be recorded later today. I won't be on it, it'll be Guy and it'll be Carl. Uh, so they'll talk more in depth about Ajax, but you can take a brief look at them here. Um, in the summer, we know there was a lot of change. A lot of players left, a lot of new players arrived. They lost Mazraoui, starting right back. They lost Onana, their pref- preference in goal, obviously missed a chunk of last season under a ban. They lost Gravenberch, they lost Haller, Martinez, Tagliafico, and Anthony. That is a lot of starters to lose in one summer. Now, it is worth pointing out that they got really good fees for a lot of these players. They got 57 million euro for Martinez, when originally they were asking for about 39 million euros when it was Arsenal who were interested. They got 95 million euro. For Anthony, who's a 40 million euro player, um, they got a decent fee for Haller. They got a decent fee for Gravenberch, given he had one year left left in his deal. They lost Masrawi and Onana for, for free transfers, which is obviously a blow. But Onana had missed so much of last season that it's probably not as big a deal. Uh, they brought in Stephen Bergwijn from Spurs. They brought in Owen Windal from Azad Alkmaar to replace Tagliafico at left-back. In my view, that's probably an upgrade at this point in the respective careers. 
they brought in Calvin Bassey from Rangers to replace Martinez. If they got him at 20 million, it's a really good price. He's a player with big, big potential. Uh, Francisco Conceição, son of the Porto manager, brought in from Porto for about four million pounds. Brian Brobby brought back to the club from Orby Leipzig. It's a bit of a Pogba situation. He was in their academy from when he was a child, left on a Bosman to go to Leipzig, didn't settle there. Within six months, he was back at Ajax. Got himself in the team and started to score for fun and uh, has started this season in good stead as well. But they paid 15 million for him, which is a fairly big price. Brought in Jorge Sanchez, the um, the Mexican right back to replace Masraoui. He's a good player and should provide uh, a decent level there. And then they brought in Kaplan, the young Turkish centre-back who I don't know much about. Um, but he's very highly regarded. They also signed Florian Grilich on a Bosman from Hoffenheim. Now, he's very good. The only reason he was still available on the 1st of September is that he's had some injury issues that scared clubs away. But for Ajax to get him in for nothing is a really good price, a, a really good deal for them. They also brought in Lucas Ocampos on loan from Sevilla, which is a, a really good get because he's a good player and I think he'll do very well in the Eredivisie. So you look at their squad, and it is pretty strong. There's some very good players there. Now, I would have doubts over their goalkeeping situation. Um, Stecklenburg, for me, is many years past being a good goalkeeper. They do have Jay Gorter, who they're very excited about, young Dutch keeper. And then uh, Pazvir is the kind of third choice keeper. He's, I think, 38, 39. So probably won't play much this season. In defense, they have Bassi. They have Julian Timber, who's excellent. He's who United originally wanted, but Ajax held on to him. They have Windal now at left back and obviously Sanchez at right back. So that's that's pretty strong. Uh, other defensive options, Kaplan, David Wrench, Daly Blind. He will probably start, given that he's the vice captain of the club. Um, Yuri Bass, Yuri Rieger, uh, Lisandro Magellan, who's a, an Argentinian centre-back who's been there a while, but he's had three or four loans. He, he hasn't really worked out for them. And then Keith Perry, who at one point was expected to be an automatic starter for Ajax, but it hasn't worked since he joined the club. It hasn't. He hasn't settled properly, hasn't shown anything. Um, talented player, no doubt. I think he probably will end up playing for the US men's national team, having been born in Boston. But I think he probably needs to move on from Ajax for the good of his career. There's a lot of good midfield options. Edson Alvarez will probably play as the holding midfielder if he's fit. Uh, he's very, very good. You've got Davy Klassen, who is fairly average. If we're all going to be honest about this, he's fairly average. They've got Kenneth Taylor, who I really like, um, who sounds like he should be English, but is actually Dutch, born in Alkmaar. You've got Mohamed Kudus. Now, he's a midfielder who can also play in the front three and played as a false nine in recent weeks. They've got Grilich, like I mentioned. So not, not a ton of options, but the ones they have are all good options. 
And then in terms of forwards, they've got Bergvine, they've got Brobby, they've got Dusan Tadic, who has been excellent since going back there from Southampton. They've got Ocampos, they've got Lorenzo Luca, who's a young Italian in on loan. Uh, they've got Stephen Berghaus, who he's just one of those who's had a great but uh, Eredivisie career, but had his one move outside, went to Watford back in 2015. It just didn't work for him. Uh, he had a long time at Feyenoord where he was very good and made the move to Ajax a year ago. And then Conceição, who's talented but inconsistent like most young players and probably a little bit too egotistical for his own good. Um, now, that's a trait that he shares with his dad, who, when he was a player, was very much his own biggest fan. Um, he was a, a better player than the son is, but not quite as good as he believed he was himself. So they're going to be tough. They are going to be tough. They've started this season in pretty spectacular form. And if we look at their Eredivisie results, um, first game out, they beat Fortuna, Fortuna Stittard 3-2 away from home. Then they beat Groningen 6-1 at home. Then they went to Sparta Rotterdam 1-1-0. They beat Utrecht 2-0 in Utrecht. Then they beat Cambor 4-0 at the Johan Cruyff Arena. Then they beat Heronveen 5-0 at the Johan Cruyff Arena. And obviously in between those 4-0 and 5-0, they did wallop Rangers 4-0 in the first game of their Champions League campaign. Alvarez, Berghaus, Kudus and Bergwijn getting the goals. One thing you'll note with this Ajax team is they will get Goals from a lot of different sources. There's a lot of people in this team capable of scoring. Already this season, Bergwijn has eight, Kudus has five, Taylor has three, Brobby has three, Berghaus has three, Anthony, who's obviously left, got two, Wrench, who's a defender, he's got two, um, Alvarez has one, and Klassen has one. A lot of talent. A lot of talent. Pazvir has actually started the games so far this season, which I'm quite surprised about. I hadn't realised, because they've done so little defending. Yeah, Stecklenburg hasn't played at all. What age is Stecklenburg? He's 39. He'll be 40 in 10 days. Gorter played once. I'm stunned. Their starting goalkeeper is 38-year-old Remco Pasfer, who, with the greatest respect, is a career, largely a career journeyman, whose only previous spell at a top club was three years at PSV, where he played 18 games across three seasons. But it does appear like he's their number one. <laughs> Stecklenburg's been around a long time. He was old at Everton. And he left Everton two years ago. He was old when he joined them. And he joined them six years ago. Ajax, Roma, Fulham, loans at Monaco and Southampton. Has to have gone to Southampton when Koeman was there. And then Koeman brought him to Everton. Uh, 
they should be fun. They should be fun to watch. I don't know that they'll be fun to play against because, well, we're not playing well at all. And that's obviously a, a, an item of concern. Our midfield has no balance. We're missing something. We're missing something in midfield. Thiago likely solves most of the problems, but I still think that defensively we're a little bit weaker than I'd like us to be in midfield. Um, Henderson won't play. Canate won't play. Carvalho should be back. Curtis Jones uh, still out. He came back, trained, got injured again, and now we don't know. Ox, they don't know when he's back. Kelleher, it looked like he was going to be back by now, but still no update there. Uh, Nabi Keita has a mystery injury. And um, Calvin Ramsey, uh, God knows. He still hasn't trained properly with the first team. We bought him months ago now. So... Not his fault at all, obviously, but you'd hope that that gets resolved quite soon, whatever that injury issue is. Uh, main Liverpool sites. Liverpool versus Ajax to go ahead as planned after club confirmation, says this is Anfield. Rangers-Napoli fixture changes to impact Liverpool's Champions League group. What? As the Queen's death continues to impact the football calendar, Rangers have announced major changes to their Champions League clashes with Napoli. The passing of the Queen on Thursday has already led to the postponement of a full round of fixtures. Liverpool didn't get to play Wolves, obviously. The Reds due to host Ajax. Elsewhere in the group, though, changes have already been confirmed for the two matches between Napoli and Rangers. Napoli will now visit August or visit Ibrox on Wednesday night rather than Tuesday, with the Scottish clubs citing severe limitations on policing resources and organisational challenges in the aftermath of the Queen's death. Is this because the Queen's body is in Scotland for the next few days? Furthermore, away fans are no longer permitted to attend leaving thousands of Napoli supporters out of pocket just two days before the game was due to kick off. Well, that's just brilliant. In a statement on UEFA's official website, it is explained that as a matter of sporting fairness, Rangers fans will also not be able to attend the return clash in Naples. Ah, this is a joke. I know they've got a picture of the Queen in their dressing room, but Christ alive, it, it doesn't affect your club more than anyone else. Like Shambles. Absolute shambles. But sure, look, they'd only be crying if it wasn't given to them, so. You'll have that. Uh, 12 out, 12 in, and a new boss. What has changed at Ajax since last Liverpool ties? Andy Robertson to miss, Liverpool, miss Ajax clash in latest injury blow. What? Andy Robertson is to play no part in the Champions League meeting with Ajax after sustaining a knee injury in the defeat at Napoli last week. Liverpool's injury woes know no bounds. Um, great. 
The Scout was seen at the AXA Training Centre in a knee brace on Sunday. Oh, this isn't good news at all. Now, I know he hasn't been playing. Well, and maybe this is the rest that he so badly needs, but it couldn't have come at a worse time. Costas is going to have to step up in a big way. Chelsea move on from Michael Edwards, now want man who spotted Fabinho. What? It is now reported that Luis Campos is Chelsea's pri primary target, with talks having already taken place with the Paris Saint-Germain football advisor. Let's be really clear. Luis Campos, his title might be football advisor. He is running the football club at PSG. He is not going to leave to go to Chelsea. Uh, police called to training ground as Dutch supporters confront Dirk Pout. Well, that's not ideal. Um... He is manager of ADO Den Haag, and things have not gone particularly well. Six games into their season, they've won only once. They beat the Ajax reserves, one draw and four losses, and apparently the fans are, are not happy. Not happy at all. Seems quite early to be getting so upset, but you know. Liverpool coach aiming to follow Stephen Gerrard and Steve Cooper in new role. It's Jay Spearing, who looks like someone gave him a bad spray tan. Divock Origi criticised his worst signing after injury hit start. Yeah, some, some idiot journalist claimed he'd been the worst signing in Serie A so far this season. Such absolute nonsense. It's the same nonsense that has... Stupid, stupid aggregator accounts on Twitter tweeting out quotes from some garbage article in some crap Spanish newspaper by some journalist with no credibility that people at Liverpool couldn't believe how bad Darwin was in training, that he's already viewed internally as the worst signing of the Klopp era, that Klopp had the chance to sign Lewandowski and Son and Richarlison and turned it all down. Like, it's such garbage. It's such garbage. And by constantly putting this nonsense out, these aggregator accounts are giving it the clicks that the morons who made it up want. Let's be honest about this. We were tracking Darwin long before we played Benfica. Long before we played Benfica. We were tracking him when he was still back in Uruguay. The reason we know the analytics love Darwin is because Brighton, whose entire recruitment model is built around analytics like ours, went all in on him two years ago. But Benfica outbid them. So this idea that it would be Klopp only and the analysts wouldn't be in favour is garbage. Then let's look at the other names. Lewandowski is 34. He cost 40 million and he's on about 300 grand a week. We wouldn't give that kind of contract out. We wouldn't buy a player of that age for that fee. We wouldn't buy a player of that age for no fee. Son is 30. He's likely worth somewhere in the region of about 100 million. He's just signed a new deal at Spurs. 
He wasn't available. So the idea that we were offered him is garbage. And also, we wouldn't pay that kind of fee for that age of player, no matter how good they are. We've signed one player in that age group for real money since Klopp took over, and that was Thiago. And even then, it was £25 million paid in £5 million installments. Andrew Charlison. Like, seriously. One, Everton wouldn't sell him to us. Two, why would we want him? And three, he's just not that good. He would absolutely fail the dickhead test, and he's not that good. He, He's a good player, but he's not a 60 million or 70 million pound player. Not for us. He's a bit of squad player. Darwin's a starter. Absolute nonsense and drivel that these people come out with. All journalism today is clickbait. All of it. Years ago, there were two, there were three sites that basically made their money from clickbait. One was caught offside, one was tribal football, and the other was goal.com. Now, goal made a conscious decision to actually create real content about six, seven years ago. But caught offside in tribal football, they're still garbage. I actually don't even know if tribal football is still around. But caught offside is still a garbage website. That's pure clickbait. Same as that 90minute.com nonsense. But now the mirror, all of the Reach PLC outlets are like that. The mail obviously has always been a bit clickbaity, but it's gotten worse and worse in, in recent years. And even the Times, the Guardian, the Independent, and the Telegraph at times go the clickbait route. And it's worse in other countries because the standards of journalism have never been all that high. Liverpool.com then. Uh, Liverpool 12 million duo have clear Jurgen Klopp roadmap as two early season decisions speak volumes. Uh, Youngman's son to Liverpool transfer claim. This is part of the crap I was just talking about. Liverpool should use Portuguese Mbappe's contract impasse to make transfer move worth 63 million. I would absolutely take Rafael Liao and figure it out afterwards, but I don't really know where he'd play for us. But I'd absolutely take him and we can figure it out later. Liverpool transfer of midfielder like Yaya Toure could make sense despite 31 million clause expiring. That's Ibrahim Sanger, who's nothing like Yaya Toure. Liverpool want to beat AC Milan to 21 million transfer. This is also about uh, Sanger. Liverpool transfer swap makes sense on four counts, as Steven Gerrard can give... Jurgen Klopp boost. What is this nonsense? Liverpool could bring forward a potential summer transfer to January with the out-of-favour Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain potentially being involved. No club is going to give us money for Ox in January and no club is going to view him as having any real value. Uh, so this pre piece, it's from 
the express which is toilet journalism uh the Express are suggesting that Liverpool should try and pick up Douglas Luiz from Aston Villa in January in a swap deal for Ox. No. Like, just stop. Over tribe. Uh, we've got loads of new podcasts on AnfieldIndex.com. There is an under pressure entitled Imposter Syndrome. Dan Kennett. Phil Barker, Daniel Rhodes, and Simon Brundish analyzing the 4-1 beatdown by Napoli. There is a Pro Plus, uh, Nina, and I think just is it Justin Wells guy? It is, Justin, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. Justin Wells. Uh, discussing the impact of postponing football matches and the impact it has not only on the local academy, um, but beyond that as well. There is a new minefield, which is always unbelievable. Always unbelievably good. So make sure you listen to Alan and Andrew on that one. And um, yeah, there'll be a new scouted out today. There's lots to come this week. Even with no games, we're going to try and get you a bunch of extra content with some on the books coming. I'm going to harangue Tandon into doing an old school. I don't care how busy he claims to be. He can find time for you, the listener. And uh, there'll be this every day. Um, next Monday, I won't be here because I've got a follow-up. But there'll be content every day. We'll find something for the weekend as well. If there's no game, we'll do a Raw Retro. And um, we're going to do that through the international break as well. And, uh, yeah, there'll be Moby on the spot. There'll be plenty to keep you occupied. Um so that'll do me for today, folks. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.